1: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton it is thursday january
3: 6th 2022 season 17 episode number 92 welcome to the latest edition of the break live from swbc mortgage studios at the star we are getting you ready for cowboys versus eagles that happened saturday night Uh, we will be joined in the second segment by bucky brooks of nfl network to talk a little bit about that game and the matchup specifically between the philadelphia defense and the dallas offense before we get to that though uh, we do have some things you got to talk about. Mike McCarthy finished his press conference a few moments ago. Um, he did announce that there were two more additions uh, to uh, the, the uh, COVID protocol list. Uh, who's been added, and, and what are we looking at here?
4: Anthony Brown has been added, and that's the one that's really uh, – I mean, I know that Tyron Smith is also on the list, but, I mean, Tyron Smith was on a different list. Like, you ain't playing list. So, I mean, that one doesn't surprise me. You're going to get people
5: saying, oh, we don't even need Anthony Brown. Oh, the Anthony Brown haters. But
2: <laughs> They're there, yeah. Oh, they they're definitely are. there. They yeah. don't need him for Saturday. Yeah. They don't what? They don't need him for Saturday.
5: Well, you need a team to play football. Yeah. they got. If it was up to you, you said everyone they, else. They
2: got guys.
3: They'll be okay. I actually like the idea of being able to see Kelvin Joseph play a little more. I mean, in a game that there's – Relatively little consequence. I'd love just to see him get some more snaps and and see what he can do.
2: I don't want to make light of a global pandemic that has ruined our lives for a couple of years (laughs) and caused a lot of grief. But, like... Don't be dramatic here, Dave, but that's not over It hasn't ruined our lives. It's ruined a lot of people's lives. This ruined thing some. sucks. Some, Yes, yeah, some. No, okay. it, no. I, that's not dramatic at all. Okay. This thing sucks. Our, I hate it. Our lives
3: it forever. has changed our lives. No doubt it's changed our lives. I don't know about forever, but definitely for yeah, now it's changed our lives. Glass.
2: The yeah. point Body being, um, understanding the severity of this whole thing and not trying to make light of anybody. I'm just going to keep talking through this nonsense. Keep going. listening. Uh, <laughs> Understanding that you shouldn't make light of it, like yeah. this is working out in the Cowboys' favor, in my opinion. I, 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 done. I didn't want Micah Parsons to play in this game, and I don't want him to be sick. That's my point. But, uh, yeah, Tyron Smith, rest that ankle, buddy. Hope get get better for next week. Anthony Brown, not the same caliber of player as those two guys, but a veteran that I don't need to see play in this game. You don't have that much to gain, so. For the fifth time, I'll say I don't want these guys to be sick, but if they're not on the field, then that makes me feel better about what they'll be available to do in the playoffs. And there's going to be more. I mean, McCarthy made it. I mean, he just said there's other guys that are yeah. sick. They they're
4: just not, haven't tested they haven't positive. Tested positive. Yeah. They're sick, and if they have symptoms, then they're probably not. I mean, not going to play either. So they're not on the list yet. But
2: that was interesting. I mean, and it's always so fluid. But yeah, Mike was basically like, they don't have it right now, but. Ask me again in a few hours. Like, who the hell knows? It's, like, I mean, yeah. it's almost like we're working on it. I mean, like, the Eagles are going to put 12
4: on there. Like, the Cowboys are going to do that, too. And they, they know what's going on. And I'm not saying the Eagles, all those guys are not – don't have COVID or whatever. But, you know, this is a way to kind of manipulate the system here. If you if you wanted to go that route, you could. Hmm. You could definitely do that. And teams are, probably are stretching
3: that a little bit. Let's talk about Michael Parsons specifically. You mentioned him. How does this work from the standpoint? Because I think at linebacker, you, you do start to wonder a little bit about numbers. Javon Curse or Jaron Curse, I'm sorry, is is right now limited in practice. Uh, he's a guy that can jump in and play some nickel linebacker. Without him, you do have Keanu Neal coming back, but are you concerned about numbers a little bit at linebacker, of being able to have enough guys to play the game? Yeah,
2: um, Jaron Curse is a guy that helped with that last week. He's injured. He's limited, so probably want to watch him this week. Keanu Neal's back from COVID. Um, they signed a guy, forgive me, I don't remember his name. They signed a kid out of Oklahoma to the practice squad. Bond? Yeah. That's oh, his last oh, name. Oklahoma. Okay. okay. Right. I know. I'm just, I'm just, okay. You <laughs> can compare. That's my
3: personal stuff. I'm okay. working out Sure,
2: sure, sure, yeah. sure. Um,
4: I lived there eight years. Did you really? Maybe that's my problem.
2: Yeah. Um, they could call him up i bet you they will call him up donovan wilson is not a linebacker but he's a he's a box guy he's yeah. a guy that you can and, use to help and, and Bucky that.
4: can talk about this more but like he made it sound i mean he even said they run the ball like oklahoma like they they mm. run the ball there and yeah. so yeah, you would need linebackers
2: yeah <laughs> the cowboys the cowboys comfort level with not having a lot of those this year has been kind of amusing cuz like when Jason Garrett was here, it was like you couldn't have enough. Like they'd have seven on the fifty-three man roster, and this year they've got like four. And Mike's like, yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's fine. Good. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're okay.
3: Have they used Donovan Wilson in that role? I know he's not a big guy like Jay. Not Curse. No, I, no, I know They've used him a lot around the line of scrimmage, but not necessarily
2: as a nah. nickel lineman. No, they they haven't used him the way they've used Curse. I'm just saying. I mean, he he was doing it against the Cardinals. He yeah. missed a pretty key tackle in that game. He, I mean, he plays closer to the line of scrimmage. They've used a lot of three-safeties looks. He's not a linebacker. But when you're just talking about the numbers, mm-hmm. he is a guy who can be on the field and make tackles or be in position to make them anyway.
3: I want to go a little bit bigger picture here with regards to the COVID talk. Uh, there were questions from the media with regard to what should the team be doing to try to mitigate their risk Uh, Should they be bubbling? Should they be at the hotel? For those that don't know, here at the Star where we are, at the practice facility, there is a hotel that literally is attached to the practice facility to where players, if they wanted to stay there, they could literally stay in the hotel and walk immediately into work, never really being exposed to the outside world, I guess, theoretically. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? And and is that even realistic to expect these guys – to just stop their lives and now go and live in a hotel for a month during the playoffs if it happens to be a month.
5: Real quick, mm-hmm. just to be clear, as far as the protocols, right now they're only really getting tested if they're feeling sick.
3: That's my understanding yeah. is when you, you have, have symptoms, symptoms, you get tested.
5: Yeah. And then as of now, there are multiple other guys from what McCarthy said that are feeling sick yeah. and stuff. Okay, so... You know, that was just to clear up the p- yeah. protocol. Yeah. And
4: and he also pointed this out, and I think that, you know, I think Derek, you and I talked about this yesterday. I mean, it. it we should also remember that, you know, people people got sick. I mean, pharmacies were open in the last 100 years. You know, doctors <laughs> that you know, were over-employed. I mean, like, people get sick for other reasons, yeah. and especially this time of year, and it happens. Especially Flu in is Texas, spreading, especially yeah. Especially in absolutely. Texas when it's 80 degrees and then 20 in the same, like, three days. So it happens Um, And so the people are getting sick, you know, and and then with COVID, it's like all symptoms, every symptom in the world is is, is, seems to be a COVID related symptom. So um, I I, I just I I say all that with like there's other reasons why these guys are getting sick, this and that. My answer to your question is, no, I don't think the players should do that. I don't if players want to sit at court side of the Mavericks game, they can sit there. I mean, there's 20,000 people there. And, and they have jobs to do. You have a job to do, and you've got to be ready to do your jobs. Regardless if it's on TV or not, you have a job to do, and you got to be healthy, and that's that's the world that we're in right now. So, no, I don't think the player should do that. And I don't think CeeDee Lamb should be criticized for going and sitting there with, you know, he's got a mask in his hand. He didn't have it on his mouth, but he had it in his hand. No, I don't think he should be criticized for that. Zeke, they want to do that? They should do that. That's my opinion.
2: I I struggle with that because there was a time in my life where I would have been really fired up about that. Like, just like, that's really selfish. How can you do that? And now – and even with, like, cases spiking – Maybe maybe it's just COVID fatigue, and I like I'm not making as much money. It's not my job to be available on Sunday, but like I'm I'm living my life. Like yeah. I try to be careful, but but uh, I watched LSU's bowl game in a bar the other night. Right. I mean, You're not
5: preparing know. to head to the Super Bowl like these well, guys are, are I. Fight, I. fighting to get nah, there. So, yeah, is, not though.
2: right <laughs> now. They're <laughs> he, not, but <laughs> yeah, he
4: <laughs> is. He is. He he is prepared. I mean, he is need to get get there because okay. if they get there, he'll be there. No, but right. I, no. But
5: I mean, sorry, Dave. He's not like Micah Parsons. No. He's you know, not like... Micah
4: Parsons. He's not Micah Parsons. In in, in in. Yes, he is. He is in our on our staff. He is Micah Parsons on our staff, and I mean that. Like, oh, like
2: Are we talking about me? Oh, yes. David's okay. yes. like, I thought no. we were talking about Michael <laughs> no, Parsons. That's ridiculous. I <laughs> am oh, no. talking
4: about me. <laughs> but it's not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous.
2: All right, <laughs> you, gas me up. Let's go. No, I'm here for this. What I'm
5: saying is is, a little bit. Is, no, I get your from, point. From a, from a I money,
2: love that smile. That from smile a money, up.
4: <laughs> from a money standpoint, obviously not. But what, but what I'm saying is is that everybody's got a job to do, and we need you to do And right now, we're down some, too. Our staff yeah. is down. And so— everybody's got a responsibility to do their job. And you're right. You're living your life. You're doing that. And you're you're being as healthy, I think, as you can be. But, like...
5: But, okay, I'm sorry.
4: And I know the, the guy in, that's listening right now doesn't care so much if Dave is going to write the story or I write it or rock but he does care if Micah Parsons plays or Luke Gifford plays. I get it. It's a big difference there. And but, the
5: thing is, it, let me interrupt you there because I strongly disagree with that. Like, Dave and any of us can do our job somewhat, remote from home or whatever these guys and i'm not trying to criticize anybody i'm not saying stay at home be like you're in jail or anything no go out and whatever but take all the precautions that you need when you know you are at this stretch of the year where you need to be available and i'm not saying for this weekend okay we know this game doesn't really matter that much but at the end of the day looking forward There's only one chance, you know, there's only one chance for you to play in that game and you need to be available. So therefore, take all the precautions that you need. It sucks to be wearing a mask. It sucks to kind of stay away from crowds and stuff like that. But this is a one time thing that you cannot replicate or do over like so it's very different than what you're trying to say, and I get no, it.
2: I I, com- I agree with everything you just said. You're right, and that, and I think it's it's easy to just kind of be dismissive of dismissive of it right now. Cause like honestly, again, I hope he I hope he doesn't feel bad. I am hoping Micah feels better soon if he's feeling sick. But like. I was kind of relieved when I heard he was on the COVID list. I was like, great. Kid Nobody's tearing Kid their ACL way. on Philly on Saturday. Let's go. That's just me being like a callous It's also the country fan. chicken
3: pox kind of thing. Like, yeah, up just, in the country. Oh, one of my cousins gets chicken pox. They all the kids over so you can all get chicken pox at the same time. So you're done with it. Right.
2: That's kind of that mentality. I'm all in favor. <laughs> like anybody that you're nervous about, get them on the COVID list for this game. Like that again, like I, it sounds callous, but yeah. it's a, it's a strategical thing. Like, and that, and notice Nick brought up CD because I don't give a damn what Amari does. He had COVID like a month and a half yeah. ago. He's fine. Not even a month and a half ago. So, um, no, I mean, I agree with you. I guess – Like I said, maybe it's just fatigue because we all know people that have taken it super seriously who have still gotten sick, especially in this Omicron window where, like, it doesn't seem like it matters what you do. I just – I know people who have taken it very seriously, who wear a mask Mm -hmm. everywhere to this day, who still tested positive for this thing. And so – I, like I said, I agree with you. I just – I don't think I have the energy to get worked up about it anymore. It's yeah. been two freaking years. Well, and
5: years. then also, like, a few weeks ago when we got all the coaches and a bunch of people that started getting sick, like, in my mind, like, this, this is why this is so surprising to me because I'm thinking, even when Jerry got on the radio and was saying, like, well, everybody now is COVID-free because you got the vaccinated and the yeah. ones who mm. didn't vaccinate, yeah. you know, they got sick and everybody is, like, free now. Uh, but then – these news are starting to come up and you're like, well, crap, like this thing is still, I mean, not that it's not going around yet, but we thought or I thought that the team had already gone through that kind of spread. And got to an op- know. Well,
3: like, Omicron's just different. Like it is a different strain, and it, we're seeing the difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're seeing how contagious this thing really is. It's but, different in a good way, not in a bad way. It's. I think it's different in a it, good way. Yeah, well, the good thing about it is it's not getting people. it Doesn't seem like yeah. it's yeah. getting people as sick, but certainly yeah. it is spreading like wildfire. It, yeah,
4: it, it, you know? the NFL is going to have to make a decision at some point, and it probably will be after the season. But they're going to have to make a decision on how to clarify this because right now, when we when it's called the coronavirus, it's still it's got that like. You have got COVID, you know, and and it, especially with Omicron, like you said, I think it's 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 definitely not as serious, especially in 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 now. To some, there are, and I'm not trying to say that you know there's people in the world that are dealing with it, of course, but I mean, uh, from the NFL standpoint, I think for the players, 99 percent of the players have have been come back and then and they're they're fine they're going to have to just change it. i think next year they'll change how they view this and how they well, treat it they're
2: and it's it's changing. already changing i think and yeah. that's that's part of it too is also with the way that they've changed the rules and everything like and I'm not saying this is ideal, but you could test positive on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and be back. Like they're they're bending over backward to make it possible to get back. Just quickly to be clear, these are also in accordance with the CDC. Uh, of course, just wait. So, of course, yeah. These are recommendations from the oh. CDC. What just the NFL kind of doing their own thing? The meme. The, <laughs> the NFL was probably very relieved when they saw the CDC Absolutely. do that. Absolutely, I'm sure so, they were
3: very happy for it to happen. But let's just be clear: the CDC well,
2: put out the recommendations, and then the NFL just took action. The memes going around for oh, the yeah. CDC God. are fantastic, by the way. Good. The numbers will go down in the playoffs. uh, That's
4: that's (laughs) my prediction is they will go down.
3: Well, one thing to note in this whole conversation is that, and Mike McCarthy mentioned it, there are players who are opting to take the Omni Offer and are staying over there at the Omni Hotel and kind of bubbling themselves. I know I, I saw a player there a couple about a, two weeks ago when I stayed there, so I know this is happening. Mike McCarthy said it's happening, so that means that there are some that are doing it. And maybe when we get to the playoffs, there may be more who I have to say for this period in time, as Amber was saying, I have a short window of something that's really important to me anything i can do to give me the best shot possible to be available i'm going to do it and maybe that happens over the next
2: couple of weeks i would love nothing more than when they get back from philly if they all check into the omni and don't leave until the season's over whenever that is but that's their choice it not only is it their choice i just don't think it's realistic to ask 65 young wealthy men to do that it just <laughs> i mean have fun and you can try. Just hearing you say that, it seems like that's just so ludicrous, right? Sixty-five. I mean, I'm saying not ludicrous,
3: yeah, not, but-, but just ludicrous that it would even happen. Like that, you could really convince that many guys to say yes. We are all gonna just do this. If that's- I,
2: I would settle for getting. Wait, what's up? No, I, I go ahead. I would settle for getting buy-in from like the core guys. Like if we can get, I would. I wouldn't be. Dak might not be at the Omni, but I don't think Dak's doing much of anything these days yeah. besides watching tape or whatever. But like if I could get Dak and the O-line and Micah to just huddle up and bubble, I'll take that. Like that's a win for me. But what are you going to say?
4: You also, you know, assuming that you know, it, like when you when you say like a, a uh, like CD or Dak that you know everybody's 26 years old and and single and either going to the bars or going home when there are players that have kids, there are players that have wives. Sure. So of that's course. not necessarily You know, it's easy to just hotel, you know, so uh, there's a lot of different.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you guys are married with kids and y'all go bubble up at a hotel every summer for work and don't come home for a month. And it's just understood that that's part of your professional obligation. I mean, true challenging. it, I mean, yeah. Very. I, yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. with y'all the whole time. Yeah. I know it's challenging, yeah. but you, you st- get to hear us. I get <laughs> to about hear- it. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, yes, I'm, I get to <laughs> yeah. hear about it, Yeah. No but you still you. you do what you got to do sometimes. All right. We're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We got
3: um, we got a Bucky Brooks Minifel Network joining us in the second segment to talk Philadelphia defense versus Cowboys offense. We'll be right back. This is Dallas Cowboys.com radio
0: at AT&T. Everyone new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it.
2: To work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgAndTurf.com.
1: Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man's Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys.
0: New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it.
1: I do deserve that.
0: You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere.
1: And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that.
4: Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Your favorite WWE
2: superstars like Roman Reigns, The Rock. Who else? I mean, right now? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know fast. anything about current wrestlers. Uh, Big E. I love Big e. Big e. Oh, Dallas, don't you dare be sour. No? <laughs> okay. Fine. Sounds I, like I did It know. could be uh, Dusty Rhodes
4: from back in the does day. does
2: kind of sound like The New so. Day. I, I don't think. Bray
4: Wyatt, maybe? That sounds like a something. I've, okay, Anyways, those guys and others... You know, Coco Beware and those guys. Yeah, April 2nd, April 3rd, two-day event, WrestleMania. Get your tickets on SeatGeek.com.
3: Welcome back. Second segment of the Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are joined right now by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. Bucky, let's talk some Philadelphia defense versus the Cowboys offense. Um, Over the last four four, uh, games versus teams with winning records, Philadelphia has allowed an average of 35 points per game. Um, in the rest, they've only allowed 16. Most of the the, the games that they've had where their defense has only allowed 16 have happened in the second half of the season. What have you seen from their defense? What is the area where they're most improved uh, as how they've played over the last six, seven games?
0: Uh, it's a team that's gone from zone-heavy coverage to more man-to-man. And so man-to-man plays to the strength of the personnel that they have on their team. Darius Clay and others play well and locking up. And because they have tighter coverage, they've been able to get off the field. Before, they were trying to um, kind of play what Indianapolis plays, a lot of zone, a lot of two, a lot of keep the ball in front, and it just didn't do it well. It's not really a great fit for their personnel, but since they've gone to one man-to-man, it's been better for them. Now, it also coincided with them playing teams that are not as talented, and so when you go man-to-man against teams that aren't as talented, you have a tendency to suffocate them, and that's what the Eagles have been able to do.
4: Bucky, I'm going to pole vault this game and maybe even in the playoffs as well and go into next year if I can. <laughs> Terrence Steele's going to start at left tackle probably for Tyron Smith. Do you think Terrence Steele is a full-time starter for the Cowboys next year?
0: Not at left tackle. I mean, I think you can get Bob with him, but I think if that's the thing, you know Tyron Smith's on the beat. You need to invest a in top pick in the left tackle position. You need a blue-chip player. I think Terrence Smith is good. He's going to follow Steeleman. He's not a starter because when you get down to it, you got a $40 million quarterback. You want to make sure you have sufficient protection and elite-level protection. The Cowboys' offensive line is not what it once was, and they need to address it and make sure that they have um, the best offensive line because all the money is tied up in the defense, in the offense. You want to make sure that the offense is always superior, and the way that you do that is invest in the offensive line. So, yeah, I think they need to upgrade, change, too.
2: Bucky, can you make an argument for me – I guess just with everything we've seen from the Cowboys offense since the bye week over the last 8 weeks whatever it is, 9 weeks, what do you what, what 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 is to be gained from from this performance? Like let's even say they go to Philly and play a fantastic game. I mean, I guess I'm asking you if you believe in the concept of week to week momentum. Like does putting a good effort on tape in Philly really matter toward how you play in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I think so. I don't think you can flip a switch. I think how you play is part of habit forming. So you want to create championship habits. And so if you're the Cowboys, you want to play well going into the postseason because it kind of gives you an opportunity to play well the next week. I don't believe you can say, all right, guys, we're in the playoffs. Let's turn it on. Let's focus more. Let's make sure we pay more attention to detail. It doesn't work like that. And I think the Cowboys have to be careful because even as I hear you guys, talk about, ah, oh, this doesn't matter, these things don't matter, like, ah, oh, Philly can't beat them, this and that, you have to be careful about the outside noise because the perception is that the Cowboys are um, a Super Bowl team. And they may be, but they've got to play the right way. And if you start getting into a head where you're not playing the right way week after week after week, they'll never realize their goals of being a Super Bowl champion. So they need to get back on track this week, and they need to play better in the playoffs because the game changes once you get into the postseason.
5: Bucky, I'm not trying to play the blaming game or anything like that. But as far as like struggles on offense, I mean, would you put it more towards player execution or kind of what Kellen Moore has been doing these past few weeks?
0: It's all of the above. Uh, I'm not in love with the play calling all the time. Uh, I feel like sometimes Kellen Moore gets too cute. Uh, Sometimes when your team is better than the other team, you just need to give the ball to the playmakers and let them make plays. You don't have to do all the fancy designs and reverses and those things. But I don't think the players have played great. I think we saw a little bit of an effort when Dak got back on track against the Washington football team and that stuff, but inconsistent. And so I just think they need to tighten up on all the details because when you get into the postseason, the game is faster and the consequences are dire. Like the mistakes that you make in the postseason like, can end your season. And so you just want to be on it. And so I think it's just really important that everyone understands the urgency that's needed to play at a higher level, and you've got to be on the details. And it's more important now than ever to be on it because, look, man, the margins are is so slim between the teams that move on and the teams that go home.
3: So there's, there's kind of this narrative that's popped up here in the last couple of days about Dak and his ability to read coverage and disguises and teams disguising things and all that stuff. How much do you put into that? Do you think Dak is having problems with being able to handle – Pre snap versus post snap reads, uh, or do you think this is just a, a big, you know, conversation about something that really isn't happening?
0: I think it's a big conversation about something that's really not happening. I think all quarterbacks get fooled from time, fooled from time to time. I don't think it's an issue with Dak Prescott can't read coverage; he can't decipher what's going on. Look, he's played too good for so long to be fooled by some of the things consistently to have a major liability. Um, when it comes to being able to diagnose what teams are doing to them. That's not a fact. They're not executing. They hadn't been on the same page for a long time because it was him and those guys, Gallup, CD, and Cooper hadn't played together so the chemistry was off. Then you finally get them together, they start playing better, then Gallup goes out. And so you're bringing in new pieces. He'll get back on track. He's still playing at a level. When you look at the numbers, completion percentage is the best of his career, more touchdowns than he's ever thrown in his career. He is playing well, but – Dak is a polarizing figure for whatever reason. And so people like to poke holes in his games, whether he's playing well or
4: he's not playing well. I think that reason is that he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's always been the reason. Um, I got to ask you, Bucky, do they have a problem at kicker in your mind? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. 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 Well, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Because my my knee might hurt in the morning. It doesn't mean I'm going to have surgery. Do they need a... Do they need to make a change at kicker?
0: I mean, I think it's too late in the game to make a change head into the postseason. But, yeah, it's a problem. I am not – whenever I see Zerline run out, I don't get up and walk away from the TV and go get a snack like I do with Justin Tucker. When Justin Tucker runs up to the field for the Ravens, I know it's money. Zerline, I'm like, "Eh," I don't know. And no one wants that feeling. No one wants that feeling on PATs and kicks.
4: Okay, hold on though, hold on, because a lot of times we 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 say this coach isn't like Belichick would have done this, or Aaron Rodgers would have done this, and Justin Tucker would have done this. Okay, those are, those are the goats. Like, is there other Justin Tuckers? I mean, like who uh, who else in the league is like that? Like, I, I feel like he's the best. And then it, who else? Like,
0: th- I mean, like I think everybody has some 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 struggles. But yeah. If you're asking me in a perfect world, because I'm looking at it like, if you ask me as the general manager for the Cowboys, yeah. how do I feel about it? Uh, I'd be a little okay. Okay. All right. he, hasn't, he, hasn't been, he hasn't been automatic. Got it. And I want him to be automatic. When we run onto the field with the P A T and the field goal team, boom, that's my I got points on the board.
1: Got it. So, yeah,
0: so I'm a little worried about it. More so for the PAP as opposed to the field goal.
3: So my follow-up question to that, Bucky, you're a former personnel guy in the NFL how does that conversation go when you have a kicker that's running out every game and you don't know what he's going to do one game to the next or one kick to the next? But you also know that whatever's out on the street may not be. You might be getting the same thing. How does that conversation go? Do you get to a point where you have to start talking about contingencies and how much are you willing to accept? Maybe what's on the street just for the sake of doing something different?
0: Uh, I mean, I think you have to have the conversation. I think former Cowboys coach Jimmy Johnson said, "When they start missing, go ahead and cut." because it's hard for them to turn it around. Now, I'm not saying that you cut great, but this is part of a two-year problem where we've seen some inconsistencies in his play, And so, special teams coaches don't like to change it, but at some point, man, the the production has to be there. He has been good at times from long distance and those things. The PAT thing is the thing that concerns me, because when you miss PAT, it changes the way that you have to conduct and manage the game. And so, he should be able to knock those down. Like there's no excuses for missing P.A.T. Like those other kids, I can live with so the P.A.T. need to be money all
3: the time. Hey, real quick, before we let you go and before we get to your prediction for the game, I did have a defensive question I wanted to ask you about. How do you assess Keanu Neal's play this year? Uh, it seems like he's gonna probably be playing quite a bit this week without Micah Parsons. How do you assess what he's done as a cowboy this year? I
0: mean, I think he's an solid. He has been asked to do a lot, but I think he's a solid in the role that they put him in. Anytime you have a guy who's making a transition from safety to the linebacker, you're going to have some bumps in the road. But I think the packaging, uh, the way that Dan Quinn had packaged him and tried to use him early in the season, played to his strength. Now, with Micah Parsons being out, it may be a good thing because now Dan Quinn gets an opportunity to dig in his bag a little bit and kind of see what he could come up with and what could help him down the road versus maybe the Rams or versus mm-hmm. Tampa or versus somebody else who is really prolific in terms of throwing the ball all over the yard. So I think he's been good enough, and I think he'll do a good job for them. Um, he's not Parsons, but he's good enough.
3: All right, let's get your prediction. What do you think is going to happen Saturday night?
0: I mean, it's so up in the air because I don't know how the Cowboys are going to treat it. Yeah. Uh, I would expect the Cowboys to win. They're a the better team. Uh, they've owned the division. Dak Prescott's owned the division whenever he started. So I would expect them to win. Um, the one thing is they just got to come with the, mic, the right mind frame, the right mentality to take care of business and to put themselves in the best position when it comes to seeding if they play the Cardinals or whoever, you just want to feel good going into the, the next week, even though the records we said, you start all over, you want to do that. And final point, you guys are talking about um, not being worried about the guys being out and about. I will tell you this, championship teams begin to make some changes to their behaviors to ensure that everyone is available. And so it takes sacrificing something. Sometimes it's like not going out, sometimes it's not drinking, whatever. But you want to put your team in the best position to win it. And what you don't want to do is have a COVID situation, prevent you from having your stars available in the postseason. So you may just want to have that conversation with the team, like, hey, guys, let's just dial it back a little bit. Make sure we can get everybody to the party.
3: All right. Thanks uh, for that, book. That's good stuff. We'll see you next week. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got some more talk on Cowboys versus Eagles. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
2: to work hey jay that's my line (laughs) well not today get to work with a john deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget visit unitedaginturf.com
1: before there was a draft you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors the crease in his hat the bend of his brim and his unbending attitude a man stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him it projected a rugged unstoppable spirit
3: Welcome back. We're in the second <laughs> final segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage they, Studios at the us Star. they
4: sending reads. I think they've stopped. I mean, I've got some. I got some old ones about rally days and stuff
3: okay. like that. But I mean, they've kind of stopped sending them. I right, should. You should have just given me the like go, and I'm, sorry, I'm ready. I, was I can talking go. Talking to Dave, I as I was talking to Amber. I know we're right. just kind of all had, having conversations. Did a, you have something you were trying to say there in the break?
4: You know, I um, I, I about the kicker situation about. I, I will say this. I actually went and did the math, which is not a strength of mine, but eh, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So right. Simple math, I'm pretty, pretty okay. And in this case, so um, uh, Zerline missed the field goal, and they lost by three. If he makes the field goal, and then everything kind of plays the way it played, they lose 26-24. to 24. They don't lose 25-22. They lose 26-24. Mm-hmm. If he would have made the field goal, they still lose by two based off of everything that would have happened. That's why it's 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 tricky to just say that and especially in the first half because Arizona scored to make it 19 to 7 or whatever, but if the score was 19 to 10, they they kick it they probably make it 20 to 10. Mm-hmm. And then the Cowboys don't go for two and all this kind of it's, stuff and next thing you know they they lose by two. It's one
2: of my least favorite so, things in football is you miss a field goal on like the first or second possession of the game, you lose by 3 and yeah, like the kicker should make the kick. That yeah, I'm not, yes. but that's not. You didn't lose because of that. You lost because you punted three straight times between right. the second and third quarter. Like, there's always a million reasons why you lose. It was the game. a part of the reason why well, you right. lost. It Tampa. is not. You, you can't you just you retroactively add three to the score. Like that's just not how it works.
4: You know, they missed. He missed the field goal early in the game, and and it was like, well, you know, he sucks, and they lost by two. He also had a 48 yarder to take the lead that. Could have been the game-winning field goal, you know, but but yeah. they got Bradyed. But um,
2: I like using that as a verb. Good job. I mean, Rodgers. That doesn't sound as good. Rogered. Roger. Draw. Roger. Twelved. They got. T- <laughs> they got twelve. That works. too. Ah, for both, for actually. Both. For yeah, both. Right.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you remember where were we in? What press box were we in? Where the NFL came out and said, "Here, here's the greatest quarterback number of all time," and they're like, they gave like ten number twelves. And we were like, seriously, like Rob? That rog- wasn't
3: was that was that the, it was on their social channel they did on, that yeah, yeah. we oh, were in Roger Rock and somewhere. Roger was not Roger on there Roger Strawback like, wasn't
4: there were like dubious list um hello like what did we end up doing we did something and didn't yeah. they didn't they I correct
2: think, it yeah i think we put something out that was kind of snarky but yeah, it was, yeah. I was like okay i mean i mean the original right. i mean the original I'm guessing yeah. I,
3: mean, I don't know any 12s before him i'm guessing well, there might like have been name one or but all that
2: but i mean
4: when you started i'm like when they threw andrew luck out there i was like okay this is over Roger all right we we made a mistake here you
3: know, sorry. Yeah, I think somebody um, just didn't realize what they that was. My point, though, doing. just about the math. All right, let's talk about Blake Jarwin, uh, Dave. You asked a question too, and we talked a little bit about uh, about blake and what he could be coming back but you asked mike mccarthy the question and i thought he had an interesting response what was his response on on blake and what he can bring to the offense
2: i just i thought it was funny and rightfully so but like the first eight questions he got asked were all about dealing with covid and i was like i want to talk about the backup tight end if you don't mind (laughs) he was
4: like let's talk about the backup tight end. Um, excuse
2: me uh mike uh (laughs) no i i did think and and actually somebody else said this too and it's it's the type of inside football stuff that I love that you don't necessarily think about. But a big part of his answer was just the way that it opens up more lanes in the running game because mm-hmm. you have an extra tight end, a guy who can block. And Bucky was talking about that yesterday. Oh, that's what it, you're right. That's what it was. And Mike said the exact same thing. It gives mm-hmm. you like a wider array of options in the running game. Um, he kind of. Made it sound like Blake has a chance to play on Saturday. I don't know, I don't know why my voice doesn't either, but, but that's so that was interesting. That is it. I,
4: I would. <laughs> Y'all both are doing that today. You, these are good mics. Did I do that? We, no, Amber oh, did it too. Oh, like, okay. These are good mics. Like when you whisper, like, this game doesn't really matter, Like they, it still picks up. It I does. know.
3: But you can, just it just you can convey it
2: with my tone about. of voice. You did it earlier. You said something like, this game doesn't really matter, or something like that.
5: Oh, yeah, I did.
2: But. Um, <laughs> No, I would. I would love it if Blake could get out there and get some run in. The, like that's a situation where you should play. Like you've been off for two months. If you're, and of course, always only if you're healthy enough to do it. But you kind of knock some rust off, get ready. I just, like I said, I I don't think it's like this magic potion that's just going to fix the offense. But I think. In the running game, and again, what I said yesterday about giving you uh, diversity of options in the passing game while not giving up ground in the running game—I just I think it could be very useful. All right,
3: there was another question I wanted to get to before we end the show. Um, I kind of asked Bucky about it as well, and it's it's become the narrative that somehow Dak is having this issue. I wanted to get you guys' opinion. Do you think this is much to do about nothing? Because I personally think, like I kind of agree with Bucky, the the production this year says that. I don't think this looks like a quarterback that can't read coverages, but um, obviously the offense hasn't been working the way that we were accustomed to seeing it earlier in the season. I don't know if I put that all on Dak. Where do you guys fall with this?
2: I thought Dak had, and it, it wasn't like this groundbreaking answer. It was very straightforward, but he said something yesterday along the lines of like, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your level of expertise is like if an L, like if if 50 percent of your offense isn't working well it's going to make life hard on you and he was talking about the running game I mean and there are some that can do it better than others Aaron Rodgers being like the peak example of just a guy who can make it work but most quarterbacks struggle when they don't have that balance and as we know balance isn't 25 carries to 25 attempts it's can you efficiently gain yards both ways and the Cowboys can't right now not on a regular basis and I really Dak reads coverage with the best of them like I don't want to hear that crap I like he's fantastic his accuracy has been a little lacking in the second half of the season I'm comfortable even if he doesn't want to I bet you his calf injury has something to do with that just reworking his mechanics I think it's as simple as saying they just don't have a way to shake defenses out of those looks. Where again, like find the windows versus eight guys ver- as opposed to versus five. I mean, do the math yourself. Obviously, that's a little bit simplistic, but I I think that's the main problem more than anything. I, th- yeah, I think I think he's
4: right about uh, that, and I think it goes a step further too. I, I mean. We asked this the other day, and I don't think you were on this show. I think it was just the three of us. We talked about any offensive players that have exceeded expectations. And really, I think Amber said Terrence Steele and Schultz would be in there. But when you go back and look, this offensive line isn't as good as we thought they would be. And I think it took defense's time to realize they're not overpowering anyone. Um, the receivers, as good as they are at times, we, we have not seen training camp CD. This year, we've seen some good CD, but we haven't seen training camp CD, um, which is ironic because the cornerbacks have been good. It wasn't like it was, they were playing bad corners. They were playing pretty good corners. Uh, and he was, he was awesome. He, they're not winning as much as we thought. Dak isn't throwing the ball accuracy um, as well as we've seen him in the past, and Zeke's not running it as well. This offense isn't – they can have all the numbers they want, but the offense isn't dominating to the point where we thought they would. And it, it all just kind of connected to me.
5: I don't think it's that he's not able to read coverages. I think it's still more of a mental thing that he's dealing with as far as confidence. Uh, something that happened to him mentally whenever he got back from that injury that has just kind of lingered through uh, this point of the season. And and I get it. Like You do need a good balance in a running game. But going back to the beginning of the season, I mean, back then, they weren't really needing them to run the ball or anything. They were having a pretty good game, but you weren't relying on the running game. So when you talk about it being perfectly balanced, that wasn't a thing. And, and of course, uh, letting the opposing team know that you can run the ball, it's going to affect in how they play you as well. But I just, I think... Uh, It's just a combination of everything that they talked about. You got the running game, then you got the O-line struggling. You got Dak struggling with his own things. Then you got maybe the plays being called that maybe isn't necessarily the best play for the moment. And then you also got receivers dropping the ball at times that they shouldn't be dropping it. So it is a a combination of everything that is just not clicking how he needs to be but i do think that dak is very much capable of reading things he's just struggling with something mental in my opinion from what i see from the outside
2: he's had too many fantastic games with gaudy passing numbers against too many like maybe not great teams but good mm-hmm. nfl teams for like no i, I that's a bogus storyline i just think they don't have a counterpunch right now and i was when she was talking i was thinking i don't i don't remember how they ran a, ran the ball against atlanta it probably wasn't great um so a, atlanta and tampa are the only good games they've played this year that i can think of where they really weren't able to get a run game going like i just right. think and i'm i'm not Dak's not a bus driver he's a better quarterback than mm-hmm. that he's shown it consistently throughout the last 3 years um but just, but there just aren't that many guys who are good enough to still be that productive with no semblance of balance. Yeah. And they haven't had that. I'll challenge everybody listening if you have an opportunity to
3: go and look at uh, any of the the game pass on NFL.com. I went back today and I just spent time watching the last two games, and I specifically was watching a lot of running plays to see what I thought the issue was. And I think the big issue, and, and I think I agree with you, Dave, that I think the passing game problems, are a reflection of what they can't do in the running game. But the running game, all is about the offensive line, and particularly in the middle. And I'm not talking about Connor Williams necessarily. I'm talking about Beatish. Like There's so many plays, running plays, where his guy gets him and then sheds him, and now he's right there meeting the runner. And, and it happens consistently enough where that can definitely cause problems. And there are other guys on the offensive line that miss blocks here and there as well. Uh, But I think overall as a unit, I just don't think they're playing well when it comes to the running game. And I think that's the biggest problem you're seeing right now with this offense is because you really don't have a threat. In the running game, a consistent threat in the running game, I think teams are just saying, hey, we'll play coverage against you, and we're just going to make it really tough on your quarterbacks and your receivers to find open spots and be able to get the ball there in a quick amount of time
2: without <laughs> Dak feeling the pressure because, again, the offensive line is struggling to block for him. It does make me wonder, and and part of that is, I mean, Dak burned a lot of people in the early going of the season, and so they've probably course-corrected with that, but like, they were able to get it going, in the first six weeks. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe that gives you optimism that they can do it again or maybe the fact that it's been so long since they were able to really get it cranked. I don't know. But I, if I could wish for anything heading into the playoffs, it's that they rediscover how to be more efficient in the run game.
5: But now that you mentioned that, it makes me think I, I do recall many, many plays where, and maybe I don't have the right terms for it, but basically when they are trying to run the ball, they're they're so tight, like, There's no space. Like, why can't you just spread it out a little? Like, every play. And that's why Zeke or Pollard sometimes are just running into a wall where there's literally no gap being created in between.
3: Well, a lot of that is the push. They're not getting any push. Like, you you watch this offensive line. Look down the middle. Like, when they have that camera angle where you see the offense and defensive line, look and see which way it goes. Like, a lot of times watching football games, you can tell – how good teams are doing by seeing which side is kind of winning that battle up front. When the ball is snapped, which way is everybody going? Is everybody pushing forward? Everybody pushing backwards? And it's very often that the Cowboys offensive line just doesn't get any push. They just don't get any push. And so it doesn't create any holes because the defenders are basically being able to get in whatever gaps they want to get in and not being pushed out of the way.
2: This is the perennial debate and i would always i'd always rather have a good team to follow and cover than a good draft pick like i'm not saying i wish the cowboys season was ending on saturday but if i could pick one draft prospect to put on this team right now i always got a center who is a stud and i just think they're probably too good to Hope for that. Right great now. thing about centers, they will drop in the draft. It's true, really good ones. So,
3: it's true. Nick, Nick, you, I think you mentioned that the other day. You get a guard or center. There's a good chance you might get the best one in the draft at the end of the first round. I mean, right?
2: Travis was pick 31. Yeah, it's possible. But yeah. I just I, and yeah, it's January, but. That would surprise me, but it would be a very nice surprise because that's something I do think they need to address.
3: All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit more, get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Eagles. That happened Saturday night. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com
1: radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about you, Cowboys? Yeah!